1: You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland.
0: And I'm Ian Kennedy.
1: And today, we are going to be talking about a very special sporting event that we're all excited about, the Olympics. It's actually happening despite everything going on. The game started on Friday, so we're going to talk a little bit about how different this games will be, given that we're in a midst of a global pandemic and, you know, sports that we're excited to watch now that it, that's officially going on so tune in if you are also excited about the olympics and again listeners if you get lost check out that audio guide and transcript online so ian the tokyo olympics despite not knowing if it was happening it's postponed a year but they have started and you know they've had a few hiccups some covid positive tests you know and a lot of kind of anxiety around isolating given Tokyo is actually in a state of emergency because of their high COVID levels and uh, low rates of vaccination. But the games are happening. What are your thoughts, you know, hosting a Olympics during a global pandemic?
0: <laughs> well, nothing can be easy, right? Especially we've learned that these last almost two years now. So I think it's not a surprise to anyone that we're having troubles again with uh, having a seemingly normal event go on during this time of COVID. But yeah, we've seen, you know, thousands of athletes, journalists, officials pour into the country, right, pour into Tokyo to try to have a semblance of normalcy, despite all the high COVID cases that we're seeing I know that critics are saying they're not very happy with uh, the game still going on in, in Japan, but nonetheless, it's, uh, it's been postponed a year like you mentioned, and so now it's time to, to try to get things underway. So they're following safety protocols and tracing the different cases that pop up, but what's interesting about this year is there are no spectators. That's a first yeah. or at least that I know of a first in the Olympic Games so this will be really odd. I know that they wanted to, of course, allow people to do that, but the way things are, it's it's not quite possible. So there's going to be a lot of interesting things going on, and it's going to be a different Olympic Games this year, that's for sure.
1: Definitely. I mean, I think it's sad for the athletes, especially athletes who, you know, spend their entire athletic career and life devoted to making it to this one competition. You know, for many, it's probably their first, and to not have fans watching, more importantly, their loved ones, you know, their parents who probably supported them, their partners, you know, maybe some of their old coaches, to, to not have them in the stands will probably be pretty tough for these athletes and honestly, you know, not as memorable. You know, it's probably the biggest stage of their entire lives, biggest moments, and they kinda have to celebrate it alone, which is which is a little sad, but I think we've all kind of got used to adjusting during this pandemic. Uh, you know, things aren't normal. So them going there and competing is is probably enough, but it will be weird to like run a race or play in a soccer match with no cheering. Like it, you know, I, there's definitely studies that show that cheering helps with adrenaline and motivation, and you know sometimes can change the course of a game, right? I think also it would be weird to watch from home. Is the TV gonna be silent? Or are they gonna put in that fake crowd noise? <laughs> who knows
0: <laughs> well yeah we'll have to see um, you know it's a it's a good point that you mentioned i wonder if we'll see any negative effects on performance due to no spectators being there like you said it a lot of times psychologically can give that boost or that that extra little bit of confidence or whatever an athlete needs to 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 win or to to push it to the limit so i think it'll be interesting to see how they are able to motivate themselves and stay disciplined without that crowd reaction or that crowd help
1: true the other thing too will be weird is i think being an olympic athlete you're in this like olympic village that seems almost like a dream for people who like sports that you're just around the most you know like gods and goddesses of athleticism they're the best of the best in the entire world and all different disciplines so it's probably cool being in that village that you get to meet all these greats that are in other sports than you from all over the world but with covid you can't like everyone's gonna have to be you know six feet apart wearing a mask there's probably no mingling allowed i even read a pretty funny article that in order to really enforce no social interactions that they made the beds out of cardboard so that it would only fit the weight of one person so people couldn't share beds and you know physically mingle, <laughs> which we've heard yeah. happens a lot in the games in, in previous years.
0: <laughs> I've heard rumors that the Olympic Village gets pretty wild and pretty crazy. So again, with that kind of part of the experience, I'm sure officials were taking measures like you said, the small cardboard beds and, and whatnot to ensure people try to behave themselves and and uh, not party too hard. Although I think that's probably a big, a big part of the fun for the athletes as well. You know, once you get done, you have that camaraderie, that fun, and blow off some steam from all the pressure and all the training they do. They deserve it. So, celebrate. Oh, uh, it, oh, yeah. So hopefully, it won't be too boring for them to finish training and then have to socially distance or whatever they're gonna have to do with their downtime.
1: Hey Ian, did you know besides the podcast, Dynamic English offers one-on-one classes of native teachers from all over the world?
0: Really? But isn't it just a bunch of grammar lessons?
1: Nope, it's completely discussion-based and focuses on topics the student is interested in.
0: That's amazing. But what if I'm not living in Chile?
1: No problem, Dynamic does online classes. You can be living anywhere.
0: Great, but I'm a little intimidated to take the class alone. Can I join with a friend?
1: Of course. Dynamic offers group classes of up to four. Plus, for the next month, Coffee of Gringos listeners get 10% off individual or group classes. So go online to www.dynamicenglish.cl and mention that you are a listener and get your discount.
0: Well, I'm sold. Sign me up.
1: It's also been such a you know weird year where... For some athletes, they probably aren't going to Tokyo because training an extra year isn't easy. I mean, you know, most of these athletes probably have other jobs where could they take off more time from work? Are they at an age where they're kind of aging out or training another year someone might outbeat them or that's another year that maybe they could get injured while training or, you know, they might've got COVID and that kind of set their training off where they're not going to the Olympics. So I think this year has definitely been crazy. I think everyone that made it you know should just be super happy that they're there i'm excited to watch i love watching the olympics what about you ian
0: yeah they are they're fun they're they're really interesting they only come around every two years right uh, between the mm-hmm. summer and winter so unless you know, it's COVID to... three right right <laughs> <laughs> in normal circumstances so yeah i mean i think people are itching to to see these events it's so entertaining. Another thing that's great is a lot of amateur athletes get the opportunity to showcase their skills. I mean, we've seen stars be made out of, out of the Olympics, and so I think every time when it comes around, people are looking for those big names, if they can repeat their medal wins, if they can win the event, if there's some newcomer who's going to come and take the, the gold medal. It's just very entertaining and exciting and a huge variety right there's so many different events Uh, you can kind of pick and choose what you find to be worth watching and and uh, forget about the rest for example what kind of uh what kind of events are you excited about watching this year
1: yeah i would say my favorite for the summer olympics is you know, I ran track in college, so I always love watching all the track races, especially the distance ones. I love watching the mile, the 5K, the 10K, but the shorter ones are fun too. So I love the track events. I love gymnastics because I think they're just absolutely amazing and the things that they can do. They're really exciting to watch. I also like watching the swimming. Those events are really cool and US usually does pretty well. Oh, and then I, ha- I have to say soccer. I definitely... Watch the U.S. soccer team. I mean, they're just so fun to watch, and they're so talented. What about you, Ian?
0: Well, I completely agree with all the events you mentioned. I think those are the main ones that are, like, always very high anxiety, high attention, high energy. I mean, fantastic showcasing of skills. But I also enjoy some of the more obscure events that people don't ever really talk about. Skeet shooting. Yeah um or what else um we look at things like speed walking i don't know if that's still an event but speed walking i know it, it used is. to be one and yeah <laughs> enough for it's like for the comedy of watching it it's it's funny to watch but also just uh just one of those obscure events right so those ones we have and then this year i'm pretty excited because there's actually um a few sports that are being added to this year for the first time in the summer olympics including surfing Um, sport, rock climbing, and skateboarding. Again, this is I really love all three of those sports, and so for me, it's really interesting to take these sports that are kind of known as more like counterculture or more um, like less corporate, and see them become more of a world stage event. I don't really think it's a bad thing. I think it's just going to make it more popular. Um, Some people uh, are against it, the ones that are very uh, want to keep things in the counterculture. But for me, I think it's great to showcase those skills and. Super entertaining to watch, so uh, I'm really going to try to tune in for those three events when they come on.
1: Yeah, no, I think definitely the rock climbing. I think rock climbing is awesome. I would be excited to watch that. The thing that will be tough is, you know, in past Olympics, there's been similar time zones where... I think Tokyo, where I am in Boston, I think it's like a 13-hour difference. And so, like, I was looking up the U.S. women's soccer matches, and they're playing, you know, games at 4 in the morning or just, like, these obscure times that it's going to be impossible to watch. So I think my trick will be, like, staying off the Internet and watching it at a normal hour after work, but hopefully not having any spoilers. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's always tough right with that big time difference it's like oh i don't want to look and see what happened who won the medal you gotta to have to shield yourself from some of that so it's definitely part of the, the the olympic watching strategy that's for sure
1: yeah i think definitely if the u.s women's soccer team makes the final like i'm getting my ass up at four in the morning but like for the group stages like the early games i'll just try to like not read any spoilers and, and watch it at a reasonable hour <laughs> What about you? Do you think you'll get up at some of these crazy hours?
0: Definitely not. No, my, my, <laughs> my, sleep, my sleep is more important to me than, than that. The joy about nowadays is uh, you can just look the stuff up on YouTube, the highlights. So I'll probably be lazy and just probably pick out the things I want to see and check out the highlights on YouTube. Um, I'm, not at, I'm not devoted enough to the Olympics to quite do that. <laughs> Sacrifice my sleeping hours.
1: I do miss the experience, you know, in our city of Boston. Luckily, like a lot of people are vaccinated. Things are really opening up where if it was at a similar time zone, like I'd love watching the U.S. woman soccer match at a bar and like on a projector and and kind of being able to experience it the way you should, which is like with people kind of in a crowd. But, you know, at 430 in the morning, I don't think that's possible.
0: (laughs) Yeah, not the most not the most convenient time. So something that's cool for a lot of our Chilean listeners to the podcast is there are quite a number of Olympians representing Chile in the Olympics this year from a lot of different events from swimming. I mentioned skeet shooting earlier, um, mountain biking, canoeing, gymnastics, wrestling. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. And so it's great to see that not just the biggest countries in the world represented on the world stage. It's great to see some of these smaller nations represented. And of course, those from, from our audience. Um, so really excited to see these athletes compete. And hopefully, they can bring home some medals to Chile. That would be awesome. That
1: would be great. No, it's awesome that there's just so many athletes from Chile that are representing so many disciplines. Because you know, normally, you think of Chile, you think of soccer or tennis. <laughs> so it's cool. I'm excited the women's Chilean soccer team made it because you know they made history making the world cup for the first time the last women's world cup so it seems like they're still moving upward which is great so hopefully they have a good good performance in tokyo
0: yes i agree they've got a great squad so hopefully uh maybe the u.s women and chilean women will meet in the final we'll see we'll see who takes takes which medal
1: we'll see (laughs) but yeah so you know me and ian are excited to watch i hope all our listeners out there Tune in, support your athletes. You know, they went through a lot to get there. So definitely, definitely tune in and watch it. It only comes around every two or sometimes three years. So (laughs) don't want to miss out. So again, listeners, as always, if you get lost, check out that audio guide and transcript online at www.dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.
0: We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos officially has over 100 episodes, and we are among the top podcasts in Chile, and that's thanks to you. But we're always working to grow our audience, so make sure to rate, review, and share us.